My guest today is Jessica Johnson, who is a coach and consultant at Alex and Olivia Consulting Co. Jess joins me today to talk about her exit from corporate world during the pandemic, how she stepped out on faith and took that leap so that she could really start to pursue her dreams, and how she's now enjoying life working in nine to five and building a business. And although her future goal is to be in entrepreneurship full time, right now Jess is sharing what happens when you have the faith to walk away from that secure job and step into your dreams and your purpose. Let's dive into my conversation with Jess. I purposely gave six weeks notice, one, because of the nature of what I did, and two, to give myself some time. I negotiated a five-figure severance package and accepted a position the week after I left. But I, I was flying by the seat of my pants. The plan when I resigned was, this has to work. There was no other plan outside of, this has to work, and I'm going to ride my severance out as long as I can. Hey, friends. Welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am your host, Lawan Moses, and I am a mom on a mission to help you master your mindset and own your time so you can make space in your busy life for your dreams and goals. Join me each week for tangible tips, tools, and strategies that you can use to show up as your personal best in motherhood, business, and life. We are helping you truly step into your own and find the freedom to do more of the things you love and enjoy without feeling guilty or overwhelmed. Hey Jess, how are you? Welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am okay. Thank you, Lawan, and thank you for having me. I'm so glad to have you here with me today. And before we get started, if you could just take a moment to introduce yourself to the audience and just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. I am Jess Johnson, wife, girl mom, sister, friend, daughter, all that good jazz, and founder and CEO of Alex and Olivia Consulting Company. That is awesome. And you are a girl mom. So you have all girls. I do. I have four girls. Wow. And four. a granddaughter. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I only have two girls. I can't imagine life with four girls. <laughs> it's interesting. I'm sure it is. Well, I thank you so much for joining me today. Now, before we get started with everything, I just want to briefly kind of walk through your transformational journey, your aha moment that kind of put you on the path that you're on today. So if you could just share with us a little briefly about that moment or moments and your journey and just how you got to where you are today. Yeah, it's, it's definitely moments. The first one came pretty young. I, had a, I don't want to say turbulent, but less than picture perfect upbringing. And I remember by the time I got to junior high, I was really aware of the fact that I wouldn't be where I was if it weren't for the people who stopped and helped me along the way. And as I got older, that kind of grew and progressed into the ways in which I wanted to work with women and I wanted to work with young girls. 
And I wanted to have, I call it a center. I wanted to have my center and the girls and the women would be my girls. And there would be different workshops and mentoring and coaching and life skills and so many other things just to help them get unstuck and move forward in life. And then when I began my career, and I would just watch the way people would do business and watch the ways in which people would need support and that they weren't getting. Things just kind of fell into place and the vision began to get a little more clear. And I've talked about coaching and consulting for a while. Like anybody who knows me knows that when I say retire, I mean I am no longer working for somebody else. I'm working for myself. So my goal was always to retire and consult. I left my corporate job last year. I'm one of those people that COVID changed my life forever. And I was just like, you know what? I am going to get serious about living a life of service. I started working for a nonprofit. And um, literally, I woke up January 2nd. I don't know what happened when I was asleep that night. But I was like, this is the it's now, this is the time I'm doing this. And the road has definitely come up to meet me. There have been some challenges, but I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful to have the opportunity to serve on a larger scale than what I've been doing in my professional and personal life thus far. That's wonderful. That sounds like a great kind of journey and transformation to be on from the time you were younger to the time that you have now grown into an adult. And you did mention that COVID kind of changed your life forever. So there are probably a lot of moms, a lot of women listening that went through their own kind of pandemic experience, or they may be still going through type of a pandemic experience. And it really is altering their life. But it seems like you were able to take COVID and kind of make the best of this situation that you're in. So if you don't mind, if it's okay with you, if we kind of dive into how did COVID exactly impact your life? Because you said that you left your corporate job and switched jobs. I saw my family every day, which definitely had its moments. But fortunately, we have a basement and a backyard. And it was something that I had been wanting for a really long time. That extra time, the ability to cook breakfast, to make dinner, to do different things with them. And I was just reminded of all that I had missed. I know for me anyway, I've faced certain hardships in life financially, and I definitely adopted that never again mindset. And it caused me to sacrifice things that I realized should have never been sacrificed. I sacrificed my family on the altar of getting ahead And at the end of the day, it broke my heart when I realized it wasn't worth it. So having that time with them, having the time away from the office, even though I was still working, I really was forced to stop and take stock of not just what matters, but what I want to do now. I felt like I was standing on top of a hill and I could see everything that was behind me while having the ability to create what was in front of me. And I ultimately decided that the price was too high. I declined a $40,000 raise, which some people have told me I was crazy for. 
but what good is a six-figure salary if I hardly get to see my family? I don't get to enjoy the money that I'm making because when I'm on vacation, you're calling me, you're emailing me. There, you know, my job came with a level of accessibility that I was just no longer comfortable with. Yeah, and I mean, that's good. I feel like a lot of people listening can kind of relate to that because there are a lot of moms that are in the corporate world and kind of get caught up in that corporate hustle and the demands of the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And as you said, COVID really put a stop to a lot of that. So people were home, we were working from home, we were, and some of us still are, figuring out how to navigate corporate life and family life all at the same time. And from what I'm hearing you say, you kind of started to, like I said, take stock and realize there's more to life than this corporate hustle. There's more to, there are some things that money just can't buy. Spending time is priceless, right? Spending time is priceless. Making those memories is priceless. And it sounds like even though it was the pandemic has been a horrific experience for a lot, it sounds like in this time, you were able to kind of slow down. I definitely, definitely was. And, you know, the jump cost me something financially, but I get so much more in return. And in addition to the family time and the personal things, I work for a wonderfully diverse company. In fact, I've never had an experience like this before professionally. And when I go in just to be seen, just to not have to worry, is my hair too curly? Is my style too ethnic? Do I look to this to know up that I can show up, to know that I can show up as my full black girl self? It is amazing. And I wish everyone could experience that. Right. That is truly empowering because we hear about these corporate cultures that are making people change their hair. You can't wear natural, have to change your appearance and things like that. And you're being made to kind of adapt and fit into whatever this corporate culture is. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like even though you turned down money, you declined an offer. Like I said, you took the jump and you went to a nonprofit job, as you had shared with me off of this call that pays less, and but you're finding that you have more joy, more peace, you're feeling empowered, and you've also yeah. found a way to make time for your dreams and goals. Yeah. And I wouldn't have this time if I was still there. I'd be just getting off of work. Right. And that is, that is true. And I don't think people realize when we're caught up in that hustle, yes, we have to do what we have to do to survive. But if it's making you miserable, if you don't have time for your family, I think it's good to kind of stress that there are options out here because at the end of the day, the money, my opinion is the money is going to make itself no matter what you're doing. Your Mm -hmm. needs are going to be met the way that they are going to be met. So whether you are out here killing yourself at a corporate job or you're working for a nonprofit, whatever it is you're doing, your needs are going to be met. And you don't have to sacrifice so much of your family to have your dreams and goals, especially if it's making you miserable. You're missing out on family moments. You probably look back and you're like, hey, my kids are grown now. or yeah. And I miss so much. Mm-hmm. That That's exactly how I felt. And I remember there were times where I would look at my kids and my oldest daughter is going to be 21 and I would cry. And it's like, I did miss so much. And for what? And personally speaking, it had a lot to do with fear. 
I didn't see that there were other options. I didn't think that I could really actually get paid to do something I enjoyed. That was for other people. That wasn't for me. You know, I had to make enough to not just get by, but, you know, keep up with inflation and the rising cost of this and the rising cost of that. And I did great where I was. I started off the most junior staff member, lowest salary. By the time I had left, my base salary was more than double my starting salary. And I did that inside of five years, plus some pretty nice cash bonuses. And I was, I was and still am proud of what I accomplished what I was able to help build, the skills that I learned, but it was time for me to move on. And that's exactly what I said when I gave notice. It's not anybody's job to say, hey, Jessica, you can go pursue your dreams now, it's okay. Do you want immediate access to new episodes, products, events, and freebies? Join the More Than a Mother community today. Head on over to LawanMoses.com. That's www.lawanmoses.com and join my community today. You don't need permission. And I think a lot of us kind of wait on that permission or wait for this magic time to happen where it's this Mm -hmm. big old sign that appears or something that says, okay, now is the time. It's like, no, we really have to take those moments and evaluate life because you do get to that certain point. And it's like, I want more for my life than this. You start taking stock, you start taking inventory, everything happened around you. And it's like, I want more for this. I have dreams and goals. I am advancing somebody else's corporation or advancing their goals for their business. Mm-hmm. But And I'm working myself hard. But yet here I am at the end of the day, tired, worn out, missing out on moments with my family. And I still have my own dreams and goals that I haven't tapped into. That's that's how I that's exactly how I felt. And not too many people know this, but when I handed in my resignation, I didn't have another job lined up. I gave I purposely gave six weeks notice, one because of the nature of what I did, and two to give myself some time. I negotiated a five-figure severance package and accepted a position the week after I left. But I I was flying by the seat of my pants. The plan when I resigned was, this has to work. There was no other plan outside of, this has to work, and I'm going to ride my severance out as long as I can. Wow. And that's just, to me, that's, like you say, you took that jump, that leap of faith where you just were like, okay, I know that I want more, I have to do more. I can't do what I'm doing right now anymore. It's not working. And it mm-hmm. sounds like even though you were flying by the seat of your pants, you did have some sort of plan that you had come up yep. with in your mind that I'm going to give six weeks notice. I'm going to negotiate as much money as I can. And we're going to ride this out and see where it takes me. And to me, that right there is just a leap of faith, a jump, whatever you want to call it, to know that your corporate job was not your end. And I think a lot of people do get stuck by that fear. They want to go out and do more, but because they don't have that 
a guarantee that the entrepreneurship is going to work out or they don't have that job that is waiting for them. They're not mm. putting in that notice. They're not walking in those dreams and goals and saying, okay, I've had enough here. I have to let it go. But because things aren't lined up and we don't know what happens next, I feel a lot of people kind of stay stuck in that position out of that exact fear that you mentioned. Yeah, I, I've seen it. Like I said, I've lived it. And I think for the for the first time in my professional life, and it's funny because the straw that broke the camel's back, that was really the catalyst, like, okay, I I can't do this anymore. I'm not just considering it. And I remember stepping outside. I'm a smoker. I do not advocate that. Stepping outside and thinking, what if I fly? You know, I'm so used to thinking, what if I fail? But this time I thought, what if I fly? And I waited a few days just to make sure that this was this was it. It wasn't just the moment. And I was at peace with my decision. And one day my boss came in, hey, can I speak to you? Here you go, what's this? I'm resigning, I'm giving you six weeks. Wow. And Don't play is- with finding my replacement. Wow. And that to me is powerful in itself. And that is a powerful mindset shift. And I think a lot of us get stuck in that mindset of fear, that negative thinking mindset that we don't flip that script. And it's not like you said, you were so used to saying, what if I fail? What if things don't work out? Thinking all the negative stuff. But that day, during those times that you were thinking about this, you flipped your mindset really to think to know that you could succeed and say, okay, what if I actually win? What if I fly? I might miss out on that because I'm holding on to this security. And even though I feel mm-hmm. and know inside of me that this has perhaps run its course, I know I'm scared to fail. But I like how you were able to switch that and say, you know what? I'm not going to be scared to fail. I'm not going to be scared of what's on the other side. I'm going to go in here like, okay, what if I do succeed? What if I do fly? What if this is the best decision ever? And I feel that mindset really does play a big part in it. Yeah. And another thing, and I'm not always so great at this, but I do try to consider what's the worst thing that could happen. And for me, the worst thing that could have happened was I didn't find a job. You know, I was unemployed for a prolonged period of time. I lost, you know, I lose housing and possibly end up in a shelter. And it's like, okay, even with that, we're still alive. We're still well, you know, like there's a way to get out of that situation. And I know that because I've done it before. So while it's not a situation, like I said earlier, not conversation that I would ever want to be in again. I know it's one that my family can survive and overcome. Right, because you've been there before. And I think that speaks a lot to it, how our previous life experiences play a role in kind of decisions that we make as we get older. Because with you having walked that path of not having housing, as you said, being in a shelter, you saw before how you got out of it. So you were able to know that if it came down to this, I have the skills, I'm older now, I'm wiser now. There are more resources most likely out here now that if it did come to this, I got out of it before, so I know that I can get out of it again. Yeah, and I've got more professional experience and I looked at it too. Um, 
I could have chosen to stay. Well, I made a lateral move. I am working in the same profession. I could have chose to stay in that particular niche of the industry. And I just didn't. I I didn't. It wasn't that I didn't want to be where I was. I didn't want anything to do with it and still don't at all. I don't want to work at that level because it's they're just industry standards that I don't want for my life anymore. Don't call me at one o'clock in the morning and expect me to pick up. Don't email me and expect an immediate reply. It's not right. going to happen. Right. And I feel that a lot of people don't realize how much stress, how much additional pressure that kind of puts on. And as you said, you had the ability, you have the ability to still work at that level. But from what I'm hearing you say, it's like you're choosing your peace of mind. You're choosing your life. You're choosing your family. You're choosing your dreams and goals over any amount of money, over any amount of success, any amount of titles. Really, at the end of the day, that peace that you have cannot be bought. And that is what I'm hearing you say through this, that it's like, okay, I've set boundaries. I know now at this point in my life, what I will accept, what I won't accept, what I can handle, what I won't handle. And to me, having those boundaries and then also sticking to them, even though it was a scary move to make, that peace that you're getting is just really priceless. It is. It It is. I look at pictures of myself from last year and I'm like, even regular photos. And I look at pictures of myself since I left, completely different. My skin is brighter. I lost weight. I'm just happier overall. It really was like a weight being lifted off my shoulder. And the other aspect was I truly, like I said, I want to live a life of service. I wanted my life to mean something. I did not just want to make money for other people. So what I'm doing now is I'm an assistant building director for a nonprofit who uses the housing first model. So it's affordable housing and homeless services. So I literally get to help people for a living. I get paid to do something that I really do actually enjoy. And when I see those people coming in from the shelters and they're crying because this is their first home in ever, or this is their first home in years, you can't put a price on that, especially when you know what it feels like. That's true. And that is very true. And speaks to the fact that you can still work that nine to five and do very rewarding work and be of service and get paid to do it. And then also build your dreams and goals in the process. So there is room for both and you can make your nine to five part of your dreams and goals. I feel because there's a lot of rhetoric out of here. A lot of people that are just telling everyone, quit your nine to five go into entrepreneurship full-time. That's the way to be successful. That's the way to do it. But I love having conversations with people that are working nine to five, loving the work that they do in their nine to five. And then also building, they're still building their businesses, still having their own businesses, making their own money, but being able to show moms that you can still work for somebody else, be completely content. And it doesn't have to be an either or situation. Yeah. You know, one day I hope to transition, but it's not now. And I hear a lot of people talking about the financial aspect of it. And don't get me wrong. I like nice things. I always have money makes the world go round. We all have bills. But for me, and especially when it comes to 
my business. Money is a byproduct. It's a, it's a manifestation of my gifts, my talents, my abilities, my call. You know, it's like you do work, you get paid. They go hand in hand. Nobody works for free and certainly nobody should work for free. And I just feel like it's all different sides of the same thing. I serve here, I serve here. And if it were possible, I would do it for free. That's literally how much I enjoy it. And I posted something recently saying that you are what keeps me awake. The people that follow me, the people that I'm going to be working with when we officially launched, hopefully June 1st, that's the target and it's looking good. But yeah, that's what it's like. How can I help? How can I provide people with the tools they need to succeed to get themselves unstuck wherever they find themselves stuck? You know, how can I let women and girls who look like me, who look like my girls know, hey, you're worth it. You don't have to live in the dysfunction that you were shown growing up. You can change your mind. You can reprogram yourself. You can learn a new way of being, thinking, doing. If you are enjoying this show, feeling inspired and motivated, learning something new, or just want to show some love, please do me a favor and help me spread the word. Screenshot this episode and share your favorite takeaways in your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag me at Lawan Moses so that I can share your share. Each time you share this show, it helps me to reach more and more moms just like you. Don't. That's empowering. And a lot of young girls, teens, et cetera, need to hear that. Even women that need to hear that. And that is really an empowering place to come from, an empowering place to serve and pour into others. And I think it's just great how you have found a way to find a way to, you have found a way to serve within your nine to five and then also are now building this business so that you can serve in a different capacity. And it sounds like you have reached that point where you're fully walking in your dreams and goals that you've had, that you said that you sat back in junior high school when you realized that you wanted to serve people. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty cool. One of the things that amazes me, and I, I don't share this often, but I have been transparent with it on some of my lives. I was born and raised in the hood, Brooklyn, New York. Had my first kid at 16. Had two kids by 18. <clears throat> dropped out of high school. <clears throat> got my GED. And found myself, went from working in a laundromat, making five fifty an hour in 2006, to working in the corporate offices on Madison Avenue by Central Park for one of New York's premier real estate companies in six years, from 2006 to 2012. I did that. By the time I left, I managed a sales team that produced 200 million minimum year over year in sales. I was director of operations for my boss's property management company. We had over $100 million worth of properties that I managed by myself with no formal education, with no nothing. And when I 
talk to people about my business, about the coaching, about the mindset coaching specifically, and they ask if I have testimonials, it's like, well, one, I'm pre-revenue, and two, I'm my testimonial. It's the principles and strategies and tools that I have used in my own life that I'm going to be teaching because I'm a firm believer in teach what you know. I can't tell you how to do something that I've never done. Will it work for everybody? Of course not, but it'll work for the people that I'm called to if they apply it. And I believe that 100% because I mean, really, as we find in this experience in this business building journey that we're on where a lot of people talk about, okay, what is my ideal client? What is my target audience? Who should I be serving? Who should I be reaching? And it's like, when you look back at it, most times you are your ideal client. When it comes mm -hmm. to coaching, when it comes to whatever area of coaching that you choose, when you look back at it, the things that you want to teach, the things that you're experienced enough to teach, it comes from you. When you look in the mirror, it's like you mm -hmm. are your ideal client. So if you're out here searching, starting your business and you're like, okay, I don't know who to serve. I don't know who I should be targeting. Most times you just look in the mirror and say, okay, I am that person. I am mm -hmm. that person that I'm targeting because I want to help people that were like I was exactly. five, seven, eight years, not 10 yep. years ago. Mm -hmm. I want to help them get to where I am today. And I think that's where a lot of times things get overcomplicated because we want to go out here and touch things that we really don't need to touch and make it too complicated. Mm -hmm. But it's like when it comes to building your dreams and goals, your experience is your greatest teacher. The things that you have learned, if you're called to serve others, a lot of times, the like I said, the skills, the everything you put into practice for yourself is going to be that thing that transposes over to that other person because you are that success story. You brought yourself from where you were to where you are today. And you are that testimony. I mean, I like, that's a great way to say it. I mean, I, I am. Admittedly, I'm still trying to flesh out, how do I teach this? But what I want to teach, the pillars, the foundation and everything else like that, it's there. Like literally formalized, it's there. And I'm genuinely interested and like so many other people I look up to, know and admire, I don't want to take your money if I can't help you. Like it, it's not about the money for me. It's really about helping you. And if I feel like you're not serious, you're not going to commit because we've all been in a situation where we know we need something. We're just not ready to see it through yet. And that's okay. If that's where you are, that is 100% okay. We can stay in touch. You can check in. You can follow me. You can sign up for newsletters. It's just not time for us to work together yet. All right. So tell me more. I know we've been talking a lot about you just starting your business and you have your business, Alex and Olivia Consulting, and you're planning to officially launch in June. But just tell me a little bit more about that, what you plan to do or what you're currently doing. We would love to just hear more about that. So I finally set up my little Linktree account, which I was really proud of. I can't say I'm not tech savvy, but there are a lot of platforms that I wasn't familiar with and certainly wasn't on before I undertook this venture. So I've got my goal planner on there and an assessment on there. My workbook is done. I'm having it prettied up and reviewed because I am actually consulting with a licensed psychotherapist. I definitely made it clear that I want my voice to be there. 
But I also want to take a more targeted approach because I want people to see that real change and transformation in their lives. At some point, we will be expanding to include business consulting. And ultimately, Alex and Olivia is going to be the stepping stone for a larger vision that includes some of the things we talked about, the center. I am in the middle of having my website done. So I'm pretty excited. I've posted some coming soons and just what it's looking like so far. I'm working on the copy for my website. I recently hired somebody to do that, which was exciting. I'm like, I sent out my first contract. So yeah, we're getting there. I'm going to be doing a countdown starting Saturday. Actually, I'm going to be going live with the countdown and just coming soon and, you know, coming soon. And really like now that it's kind of crunch time, just creating some content around that to get people, you know, more aware, more engaged that, hey, I'm here and I'm really going to be here. You're going to be able to book a call. You're going to be able to work with me one-on-one. You're going to be able to enroll in my signature offer that will be available to you in June. That's wonderful. And I really thank you, Jess, for coming on. And when I was looking for guests, you were like one of the first people to respond and say, hey, I want to do it. And the part that I love about having this conversation with you today is the fact that we're able to show moms and show women out there that you don't have to have it all together to start. You don't have to have it all together to get on a podcast and have a conversation and talk about the things that you're doing. Once you make that decision to really put your dreams in action, just go for it. Like you said, you have done a lot to make a jump because a lot of people would have been like, oh, I'm not going to do that because I don't have my website set up. I don't have this set up. I don't have anything launched. But I like how you came out. You're like, yes, I want to do it. And I love that because so many of us wait. And it's good to see those examples of moms, of women that are in the beginning stages and starting and navigating it out and sharing their story of, this is how I'm working it out. And I want you to see that I'm working it out so that you can work it out also. Yeah, it is. And, you know, like I said, there have been setbacks, disappointments. I have been a little worried, like, oh, I don't have this in place. And people are telling me I need this and I don't have that. And it's like, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. If something should happen and June doesn't work, will I be disappointed? Of course. But the wonderful thing is, this is my company. I own it. I can do or not do. I can push back. I can go back to the drawing board. I can re-strategize. I can gather more support. I can do whatever I want to do and need to do to make this work because it's mine. So really, what is there to be afraid of? It's mine. Exactly. What is there to be afraid of? I think that is a great question to end off on. It is your company, your business. However it's going to look is just going to be what it is. If it doesn't work, there's nothing wrong with adapting, adjusting, and pivoting, as I always say. Mm -hmm. And as you just said, in the end, when you take that leap, when you take that jump into your dreams and goals, Instead of asking yourself, what if you fail? Ask yourself, what is there to be afraid of? And what if I fly? Yeah. I love that. So I thank you so much for joining me today, Jess. This has truly been a great conversation. If you could just please tell the audience where they can connect with you and find you online. 
You guys can connect with me on Instagram at Alex and Olivia Consulting Co. And I am also on Facebook under the same name. And you can also find me on LinkedIn as well by searching the company. Wonderful. And I'll be sure to put all of those links in the show notes so that everyone can find you easily. So thank you for joining me again today. This was truly a great conversation, and I am sure that it will touch a lot of moms that are listening. Are you looking for a speaker for your next in-person or virtual event? Well, look no farther. In case you didn't know, I, Luan, me, her, she, yes, me, and the speaker that you need to make your next event a unique, enjoyable, and engaging special experience. Whether you need an event host, a facilitator for workshops and or trainings, a keynote speaker or someone to participate in your conference event or panels, someone to help lead your event, be it a social media event, a virtual event, in-person event, small or large conference, or even just to be on your podcast, participate in your Facebook groups or any of your other social media platforms. Look no further. I am here and I am ready to be a part of your next event. If that sounds good to you, if you're looking for someone to come speak about all things motherhood and more, be it productivity, priorities, mom guilt, rising above your obstacles, and so much more, head over to my website, lawanmoses.com forward slash speaking and fill out my speaker interest form. I can't wait to be a part of your next event, and I look forward to hearing from you soon. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave a review, and most importantly, share this episode with all of your mom friends. Let's continue to grow our mom community and support each other. Remember, together, we've got this.